The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Again, to a came from the radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. We are here at our 20th live show in front of a live studio audience yeah! at the East Meadow Public Library. I am here with our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Hello, fun seekers. Yeah! And we have our very special guest who we're going to be speaking to, with, and about, which is a good thing because he's here. We have Newsday famous Lucky Zilla creator. Rich Dresden, you gotta get the mic. I do. I'm I'm allowed to speak now. Yes, you're allowed to speak. So say hi. Hello. But before we do any of that, we're going to take it away with the news. The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Connor, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 22 years of pop cultureness and comic book stuff. For more information, go to BigAppleCC.com. And also, I want to mention our Patreons, which of which of which would be Danny Grillo. You made a mistake. <laughs> um, award-winning director Jerry Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Millie Portes, Calhoun, Dresden Media. I wonder who that is. Yeah, I, and um, On Jikun, On Jikun, O N J I K U N, On Jikun. So thank you for being good. Close enough. <laughs> For being a patron, if you guys want to be a patron for just a dollar a month, you can go to www.patreon.com and you can get your very own shout out once a, once a week. Please give this man money. He does good things. <laughs> so let's see what we got from the news. Oh, we start with sad news. So sad news first. Actor Ken Kirchival died recently of pneumonia. Uh, Ken appeared in such films as, oh boy, here we go. The Seven Ups, Network, Corporate Affairs, Beretta's Island, Rusty, A Dog's Tale, Blind Obsession, and The Promise, just to name a few, with his final role being in Surviving L.A. On the small screen, Ken appeared in such TV shows or TV movies as Naked City, Enemy of the People, Secret Storm, The Disappearance of Flight 12, 412, um, How to Survive a Marriage, The Original Kojak, Devil Dog, The Hound of Hell, Chips, Starcy and Hutch, Trapper John M.D., the Demon, Murder, the Demon Murder Case, Love Boat, Glitter, Hotel, Matlock, Highway to Heaven, Perry Mason Movies, Diagnosis Murder, ooh, that's a lot, L.A. Law, Murder, She Wrote, Dangerous Curse, In the Heat of the Night, Golden Palace, Walker, Texas Ranger, Burke's Law, Grimacing Governor, E.R., and Crossing Jordan, just to name a few. But, to most people, uh, Ken was perhaps best known for his role as Cliff Barnes on the uh, J.R.'s rival on a TV series, Dallas, and... The New Dallas, which was a continuation of the original series. Yeah. Were you a fan of uh, Dallas there, Charlie? How old is uh, Chris? 83, a spry 83. Wow. That's, that's, yeah, he was in a lot of movies, and people who don't know the name, if they saw the picture, would go, oh, my God, yeah, I've seen him so you have thousands any, of times. Do we have any Dallas fans in the audience? No Dallas fans in the audience. Rich, were you a Dallas fan? Any people from Texas. No people Any from people Texas. in the vicinity of Texas. Any people heard of Texas? Yeah. 
Uh, now, Many people uh, like barbecue. So there was a show called Dallas, the star GR, yeah. and it was his... It's I had a very uh, good friend who was on that show. Really? And her name was Morgan Brittany, and uh, it was like one of our science fiction uh, things. She was the one who... Um, she was Pam's sister, if anybody followed the show, and she was the one who killed uh, Pam's husband. Bobby, right? Uh, Bobby, yeah. And he then killed, right? So then, um, the next season, the the finale is uh, no. The next season, um, the wife gets up and hears somebody in the shower, and it's him. It was all a dream. That was the so, that was where that came from. Was the right, dream so sequence? Everybody a, was who was either dead or you know went to jail from the dream sequence all came back. So that was what I remember about Dallas, and my friend got her job back. <laughs> and that's, so, but that's yeah. Came so from, it was yeah. like nothing happened. That's crazy. Uh, moving on to more sad news. More sad news. Stop with the sad news. Director, actor, and producer John Singleton died recently from complications mm. of a stroke. Uh, John was responsible for such groundbreaking films as Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, Rosewood, and Four Brothers, just to name a few. As a side note, John directed the vid music video Remember the Time with Michael Jackson, and he is also the youngest director to ever be nominated for an Oscar at the age of 24. Yeah. Uh, he was a spry 51. Oh, don't tell me that stuff. So, yeah, that's, uh, that was something. We have any uh, John Singleton? Everybody knows who John Singleton is? Yeah. There you go. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy how, how it happens, because I heard he had a stroke, and I was like, uh-oh, and then it was over. It's just yeah, that it's quick. like um, the Luke Perry thing. Yeah. Right? Amazing. So, moving on to, to more happier news. Oh, thank God. God, it happened. I want more sad news. Let's hear it you, for the happy news studio news. audience. Yeah. Okay. From the What Record Didn't This Movie Break Department, Avengers Part 4, also known as Avengers Endgame, has broken 21 records at the box office with the largest Thursday previews at $60 million the largest Friday opening day at $156 million, largest Saturday, largest Sunday, largest domestic opening weekend of $350 million, largest April opening, spring opening, PG-13 opening, and a three-day gross. Um, it's the fastest movie to ever make $100 million. It's the fastest to make $150 million. It's the fastest to make $200 million. $250, $300, and $350, all the fastest to that. Um, it has the international opening weekend uh, for $859 million and an opening worldwide weekend of $1.2 billion. Um, breaking the previous record of Avengers Part 3, which, which made only, only $640.5 million. So uh, it, it beat it, and it beat it good. Uh, um, so, yeah, and that's just the name of a few you know, of the 21. I'm, I'm so happy for Disney because I know <laughs> they need that money. <laughs> <laughs> Disney, yeah. Well, they did, I mean, they, didn't they just spend 70, 73 billion? How much did they spend for Fox? 11 bajillion dollars. Yeah, so they, <laughs> they had to make that money back. They had to make that money back with, uh, for, for, for the sale of uh, Fox, so they needed that money. They did need that money. Disney needed that money. Um, do we have anybody who saw Avengers Infinity, the event game, in the, in the studio audience? One person. One, so, one wait, person. so out of, out of that $1.2 billion, <laughs> it's just you? That was, it was all you. It was all you, nobody else. 
And did you see it, Rich? Yeah. You saw it, Rich? Yeah. I, it, 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 is, is, is anybody going to, uh, to um, you know, try to press me for spoilers? Because no, no spoilers, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. The, the audience will, will, will beat you down. The audience will beat you down, and that actually happened. That's that's been a thing on on the news. Oh yeah. Um, there was a um, was it, I think it was a Domino's that a guy spoiled the movie in Domino's and got beat beat really bad. There was wow. a guy in Hong Kong that got beat wow. down for spoiling the movie when he walked out the theater. So no 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 spoilers. Wow. No, don't do that. No, yeah. that's that's no that's a no that's a no bueno. I would think that's more likely to happen at Little Caesars, but well you know that's that's just me. <laughs> All right. Pizza pizza. Um. So so yeah so I guess it's just you me actually I see movies for free so my that wasn't that wasn't part of my the money in there you you paid to see it right I paid yeah so we got three I people paid. in the audience <laughs> but but I um I got the senior citizen rate all right so there you go good job good but job I did for pay. senior citizen rate good job <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Yeah, right, I, so. <laughs> I used to get I used to get offended doing that. Like my sister at the diner would go, "Get the seniors, get out of here!" You know. Now I do it all the time. Yeah, that's right. I get that. You can yeah. get it, take it. I would. He earned it. Um, and I'm only 21, and I get that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. Next bit of news from the Let's Go Out with a Bang department. CBS will air Unraveling the Mystery: A Big Bang Farewell, a new television special that will air the same night as the series finale of The Big Bang Theory. Uh, the half-hour special will air following The Big Bang's final episode, as well as season two finale of the show spinoff Young Sheldon. The retrospective will be hosted by series stars Johnny Galecki and Kelly Cuoco, as they lead fans down a trip memory lane, memory lane, sharing some of the best-kept secrets backstage and personal memories from the past 12 years as a full-on backstage pass behind-the-scenes look at the show. If that isn't enough, the entire cast of Big Bang is scheduled to appear on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Um, I know you're a huge Big Bang Theory yeah. fan. Do we have any Big Bang Theory fans in the audience? Yeah. Rich, Big Bang Theory? Yes, love Sheldon. I don't think people can hear that. I love Sheldon. There you go. Um, Jim Parsons, who plays Sheldon, says it's a both as complex. Sounds and nothing as like Jim Parsons. As just feeling the inane, feeling inane that it was time to stop. It speaks to a lot of things, none of them bad. There is no negative reason to stop doing Big Bang. It felt like we've been able to do this for so many years now, and it doesn't feel like there's anything left on the table. Not that we couldn't keep doing it, but it feels like we've chewed off all the meat of this bone. So he was done, and then because of him, the rest of us. Everybody else is out of a job, so good job, Jim Parsons, Isaac. Um, Bazinga, though. <laughs> the, the finale will air on May 16th, so hopefully this will air before the finale. And, and the thing that makes this series amazing to me is none of them, none of them are geeks or, or doctors except for Parsons' uh, girlfriend. Oh, yeah, me and She's, Bialik, she's a real-life doctor, yeah. Yeah. So um, I haven't seen. Commercials. I haven't seen a, one episode. Actually, I saw one episode of that show. The one yeah, Adam and, West was on. And they're so. And what Parsons comes out with. That's why he wins all those Emmys. It's amazing that they they know nothing about the geek world. And, and well, now and they do now. Fly, yeah, now they do. They're flying out with all these um, fun facts. So. Hmm. So you like you gonna be sad to see you go? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sad. Hmm. Uh, moving along, for the last bit of news, we from the did he really sell the ticket for $15,000 department. Oh, so there was talk 
of someone selling tickets to a screening of Avengers Part 4 for $15,000. And at the time, it had appeared that someone did buy them for that amount on eBay. Um, however, it turns out that the buyer thought that the tickets were actually $1,500 as opposed to $15,000 and declined the sale. But since the transaction was canceled, the original seller did get a credit from eBay for 1000 bucks. Um, the seller says, my initial intent was to actually go see the movie because I'm a big Avengers fan. But then I saw online that someone was selling their tickets for $10,000, so I figured, why not add to the bar and make it 15000 And that way he could help out with tuition and everything for college. Um, no word on if anyone actually wound up buying the tickets for $1,500 or if the seller actually went and enjoyed the movie. But my thing is, if the guy saw the thing for $15,000, thinking it was for $1,500, that meant that he actually was going to pay $1,500 for a movie ticket. That is beyond my comprehension well, it's, of anything. You know, I know you don't like to say this, and I, I'm going to say it for you. They're idiots. <laughs> it's that simple. They're idiots. Whoever wants to pay $1,500 for a movie ticket. Is there, is there anybody in the audience that would ever pay $1,500? I hope $1, not, now that I said that. I one guy would pay. All right, what's, all right let's, let's go with the highest. Well, you're, not, you're not an idiot. Would, you're the I'm exception to the rule. <laughs> would, would you pay $40 for a movie ticket? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we got, we got a couple a, of people, $40. That's a normal, that's a normal. $40 for one ticket? $40? It's, it's more normal than somebody paying $1,500 for a ticket. I'm just... I mean, if if um, you really well, want to see the movie, our our, our Geek Nation pays that for autographs and and for they, photo ops. That's actually so, a, a low end. I mean, why wouldn't they pay for a, a first screening of the Avengers? I, I think that's perfectly. I would. I, I just, who cares what you would do? It's just beyond I mean, my. I used to work at a movie theater, so I know it, you it's got it's in for free. Beyond my well, comprehension. At one time, we all got in. <laughs> <laughs> My ex-wife used to be a manager at a movie theater, so at one time we all got in for free. It's just, uh, so how much would you pay for a movie, Rich? Uh, What's the most uh, you would pay for one ticket? Wow, this is a loaded question because... Hmm. What's your favorite movie? Let's, let's start with that. My all-time favorite movie is The Jazz Singer from 1927. Okay, so how much would you pay wait, for... Wait, 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 what one? The one with Jolson. Yeah, Speak louder. movie. Yes. Great movie. Speak louder. Speak louder. Yep. So the jazz singer, how much would you pay for a ticket to see the jazz singer? $12.88. That's it? No, $20? $30? $20? Is the real Al Jolson going to show up? No. I didn't yeah. think so. $12.88. $12.88. All right. Yes. Just, just curious. So no $1,500 from you. That's for you, Louie. Fair, fair Could enough. you imagine what people might have felt like sitting in that theater watching that movie? And having sound come out of that Jolson's mouth whenever every time he yeah. said that had to be, they had to be sitting there like that's an experience. Yeah, that's an experience. Wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet. So <laughs> that experience, you know, maybe fifteen dollars. I, I heard plenty. 15, yeah. Maybe fifteen dollars for that experience, but not fifteen hundred dollars. No, I would pay. Oh yeah, are you kidding me? Well, nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. I think the most I would pay is a uh, fifteen. Maybe for a fight. But we paid, you know, they were showing the first time, they were showing The Wizard of Oz when they uh, yeah. digitized it. Um, 
My sister was born that year, and that's her favorite movie. So no matter what the tickets were, but they weren't insane. Right. I, I went online and I bought them just so we could see that in the theater. Because huh. I've never seen it in the theater. And then when I got in, I was just picturing that it was 1939, and I was looking at this for the first time. Yeah, so... I would, it, was an, it was an amazing experience. See, so, so you pay for so the experience. I think I paid but fifteen dollars a ticket for those. Right. Okay. Yeah. So fifteen dollars. Yeah. Uh, I think fifteen would be my limit on how much I would pay uh, for for uh, a movie. It's just it was great. Fifteen hundred dollars. But anyway, let's move on, Mark. Yes. So so that's it for the news. So we're going to take our break, and we'll be right back. We came from the radio. Hi, this is Amy Jo Johnson, writer-director from the film The Space Between, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at mfc underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey guys, want to impress everyone at your next party? Shock them all with a custom cake. Anything goes. Classic wedding cakes to wild party themes. Follow my social media for weekly videos and photos. We're a Long Island-based cake shop. Custom Cakes by Christie Incorporated. K-R-I-S-T-Y. Call or text anytime. 631-606-8166. Hey, ghoulies, this is Demon Boy, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. <laughs> Everyone, this is Envoy Comic Distributors, the independent distributor for independent minds. We represent some of the finest small press and self-publishers out there today. To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day. Hey, this is Brimstone, and you're listening to my boys on It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From The Radio, the official of the We are here in front of a live studio audience for our 20th show at the East Metal Public Library. Um, so I just have a side note. Yes. Um, Mary Wilson, when she did that drop for us, yeah. we became such great friends. And I just came back from Vegas on Friday. She was playing right by me in, on Saturday. Really? Oh, my, I would have loved to see him. She's such a great person. Go ahead, sorry. All right. Um, so we are here with uh, Rich Dresden of uh, Dresden Media. And the creator of Lucky Zilla, yes, that's and me. And the creator I think. of Lucky Zilla. I, I wonder if I'm talking loud enough now. You are not talking loud enough. Darn! <laughs> Is that loud enough? Right oh, there. No, no, yeah. Right okay. there you go. All right. There you go. So, there we go. Rich. Yo. Not only do you have a plethora of stuff in front of us. Oh, yes. You are stuff. Uh, a creator. Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how Dresden Media came and what came out of Dresden Media? Well, let's see. Where do I start? Well, start Dresden, it, well in, in the beginning, uh, things happened and stuff. And eventually, I was born. And I was going by the name of Rich Dresden Productions, which sounded... Eh, I needed an upgrade, so I thought of, what am I going to give myself as an upgrade? So I thought of, it's got to be in my name, maybe, because eventually, when people get to meet me, you know, and get to know me, eventually my last name begins fun to say after they mispronounce it like crazy. 
So I came up with a logo, and I decided I was doing away with Rich Dresden Productions and going ahead with Dresden Media. And my logo is a zebra named Kiva the Zebra because D-R-E, Z as in zebra, E-N. And that's the story of Dresden Media, which basically served as, um, as a front for distributing my Luckyzilla uh, webcomic and comic book series, as well as my... Um, often weekly uh, live drawing show Dresden Draws where I'll draw a plethora of characters based on themes and I've done 52 episodes as of this uh, as of this moment which um, may or may not as of this recording as yeah. of this recording yes there we go <laughs> so Luckyzilla that's your baby Luckyzilla is my baby so where does Luckyzilla come from in, in your mind what, what was the inspiration for that and why don't you tell us a little bit about what Luckyzilla is or who Luckyzilla is? Well, first and foremost, Luckyzilla follows the adventures of ace detective Bruce Deodato, who carries a very special ace, a power to transform into the mighty Luckyzilla. He's a giant wolf-like creature who flies, who has electricity, he's super strong. He's, uh, he's kind of a little bit in the vein of Groucho Marx because he's not afraid to make fun of anybody that deserves a little bit of making fun of, especially, you know, I mean, if he's fighting giant robots that are trying to destroy his city and... Um, you know, then he sees a guy about to play a really bad hand. He'll stop what he's doing with the robot. He'll tell the robot to stop so he can go down and assist this, this poor, hapless moron from, you know, playing a card he shouldn't. So um, Luckyzilla, I created when I was 10 years old. And at that time, I mean, I was raised on Disney. I was raised on the Sonic the Hedgehog comic books that were published by Archie. And uh, also, I grew up in an era where Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were everywhere. And they still kind of are, so not much has changed in about 30 years. But uh, I also had a dog growing up whose name was Lucky, and he was a terror. Whereas my mother would say, can I say damn? A damn dog. <laughs> and eventually, somehow, someway, the phrase Luckyzilla made its way out of our mouths, whether it was me or my mother or my sister, I don't know. But I was the one that put it to good use, and so in 1995, Luckyzilla was born. So now that he was born, yes. did the webcomic come out first or did the printed version come out? Well, actually, it started as a webcomic because I had done a bunch of different first issues of Lucky, dating back as early as 1998. Um, unfortunately, um, there were a lot of uh, roadblocks ahead. The, the um, webcomic itself was launched on October 18th of 2015, and I have not missed a single week publishing the, uh, the 185 consecutive weekly Luckyzilla comics, along with an 11-issue comic book series, which is about to be 12 on June 1st. So there's a lot of Luckyzilla for uh, for the masses to indulge themselves with. For the audience, um, why don't you explain how difficult it is to maintain a weekly schedule of doing a comic book on the web? Like, people may not know how hard that really is. Well, it's like trying to explain the Pythagorean theorem to an amoeba. It's... And, and, and that's just explaining it. Doing it is a whole different story. First of all, I would be nowhere without my spreadsheet of ideas. I get an idea, it goes into the spreadsheet. 
And at a certain point, it either gets drawn or it gets deleted because I just come up with bad ideas sometimes. Sometimes. Um, also, it's... Um, <laughs> I, it, it's 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 a struggle to keep up with it because it's like you know you'll do eight strips you know in a row and then you know you take a two week break and you don't draw anything for it and then sometimes you're down to like four weeks of material and you have to hammer out some stuff and I've been in that situation before. Um, I've also been in a situation where I've had like half a year's worth of material ready to go, just kind of sitting there so I can focus on the, uh, the comic books, which often tell their own print exclusive stories that have nothing to do with, um, with what's on the site. It's like anyone can pick up the strips on the site and know exactly what's going on because I base it on situations rather than on story. And the, uh, the books would eventually uh, deal with that, but just a little bit more later on from when I started. Now, when I met you, you had a whole little animation thing going on. Yes. So is that also still going? Do you have like a little animated series to be a companion piece to the comic and the webcomic? Absolutely, but here's the thing. I am one guy. <laughs> I wish I had eight arms so that I could work a full-time job, do the strips on the side, market the Luckyzilla board game, which uh, I will have news about in just a little bit, as well as, you know, finish the half-done Luckyzilla animation pilot. I mean, the whole reason I started the webcomic was to eventually bring that out. But the comics have taken on, you know, their own... Uh, audience, so I'm still in the process of building the audience. And it's, uh, it's kind of a juggling act to try to get a little bit of the animation going while at the same time, you know, making sure that the, uh, the comics are still up to date and that I'm not missing any of my uh, self-imposed deadlines, which, needless to say, are a lot. It is important to keep that deadline because one thing that they always say is to make sure you keep on producing content oh, yes. to keep the audience. Because if you miss a week, that's it. You're done, right? Yeah. I, 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 honestly, I haven't missed a week. So I don't, ha I, I don't have to have that kind of a panic attack yet. Yet. Yeah. I'm not planning on it. Charlie, you have a question for Rich? No. No, I do. I'm just kidding. Uh-oh. Um, I want to get into the context of your book because sure. I was reading this before the show and uh, I, I think it's phenomenal. I mean, for this day and age, this is paramount that kids, uh, everybody actually should read this. And we were talking about getting it into the elementary schools because now more than ever, there's situations that come up that this book addresses. And in a wonderful way, in a comic book way, and I think it would do a, a great deal of good. So um, are you aiming that way, that direction? Most of the audience I've had for this book since I've been doing the shows have been the, between the ages of 5 to 10 years old. So I'm definitely going in, in that particular um, direction. And uh, so far, it's uh, served me pretty well. You know, I have a, um, I have a few regular fans that are uh, out and about. I have um, 
this uh, this one little girl in the Bronx who is always uh, very happy to see me whenever I do Kids Comic Con, which I've done for the past three years, and uh, this other little girl who um, who loves Lucky Zilla the game. And as a uh, special treat for her, I decided that I was going to give her one of the prototypes because she wanted it so bad, and she was so good that year. So I figured, why not? So, yeah, uh, I love did kids. You did you ever um, have a uh, like a consultant, like a psychologist, look at at these books? Because I think they would love them. I think they would give it a a, a big go ahead for the uh, elementary schools. You know, I I wonder if he's still around. But uh, there was a psychologist that uh, I knew of in my elementary school who I think would. Um, I got I gotta I gotta look him up, but uh, I'm glad that to you uh you bring up that point because I will uh I will consider that. Yeah, because I, I don't think they could find anything um negative about these books. I think they're all positive and I I believe that uh they would do a great deal of uh good for the, the kids who are going through something uh, a little negative in their lives right now. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate that greatly and um you know that's that's one of the reasons why I chose to uh, tell the uh, the backstory of Luckyzilla later in the series rather than right at the very beginning because I wanted uh, here's 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 my beef with with certain kinds of storytelling. Every single superhero movie that comes out always likes to start at the beginning with the origin story and we find out how they're like some fish out of water. And they want to become something there. And it's like, it's boring. Everyone knows that Superman comes from Krypton. Why put it on screen again? Oh, because they're trying to outdo Richard Donner. Not possible. I'm sorry. Doesn't work. You know, and in my particular case, I got sick and tired of trying to publish the origin story because I kept rewriting it. And at a certain point, I, I found uh, a situation for uh, the, the main character to be in where, you know, it just triggers his backstory, which I won't spoil it for you if you haven't read Luckyzilla number seven. <laughs> Lucky number seven. Um, but uh, but that's, that's where the origin story is told. I just read it and I love it. I'm, I'm like a big fan now. Excellent. So you said when you first came up with Luckyzilla, you were 10, right? Ten years old. And the, apparently the target audience is ages 8 to 10. Just cleared it. So are you writing for your 10-year-old self? Wow, that's... Uh, that's deep, Mark. That, <laughs> wow. The audience likes my question. Well, that, then, it, you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because one of the villains in uh, the Lucky Strip is a giant alien toilet monster from outer space. So, and his name is Royal Flush. So, yeah, maybe in a way I am writing for my I wish I had so. the sound effects to do the drum, the drum thing right now. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm not normally uh, this uh, full of content, I guess. <laughs> I, I was going to say jokes, but my sister is funnier than I am. I, I just I just try very very hard. <laughs> so you also mentioned yes this fine product which is in front of me your game. Did you want to oh, yeah. did you want to mention something about the game? Well, at the end of this taping, Luckyzilla the game 
which has been demoed at various conventions that I've done throughout the tri-state area, will at long last be available for pre-order. It finally comes out June 1st, 2019, alongside Luckyzilla number 12. Ooh. Yeah, all right. So how long did it take to come up with a board game? Like, we already know how hard it was to come up with the character and how long it comes from yes. start to finish, but how do you come up with a board game of your character? When you have nothing to do at work and they're basically paying you to sit there and mind the store so that nobody comes in and takes money. <laughs> in about six working hours, I had a prototype of the game. A working prototype. This was actually a year ago Friday. What? Wow. Yes. Yeah. And I promised myself that, you know, I would uh, get this game into production this year as one of my New Year's resolutions. And uh, it's still a process because there, there are a number of uh, things I could tell you that went wrong on this project. But there were also a number of things that went right on this project, such as the, uh, the feedback that I got from uh, a lot of the people who played it, um, people that are in the industry who had seen something like it, maybe haven't seen anything like the, uh, the gameplay. And also, you uh, yourself, Mark, were giving me some, uh, some pointers. Yeah, right I played before the, the game. Show. Oh, yeah. I played the, I played the, it was a prototype game. Yeah. So. Do we have, uh, is, it, is, that, is that happening now? Something's, something's going on. That's yeah, interesting. Here we yeah. go. I, th I, think, I think so. Will it, will it work? I don't know if this is going to work. This is yeah, gonna be great. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. If this doesn't work, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible radio if it doesn't work. I know. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the radio. I mean, what, what, who, are, who are you? Who's actually on the radio at this moment? Y yeah, he's here. Hang on. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> this is a first. I'm putting him on. Yeah, apparently somebody is uh, a really big fan of Lucky's and wants to speak to him, so bear with me for a sec. So while he's uh, getting this, uh, this setup set up without destroying his whole thing and killing us all. There we Hi, go. everybody. So uh, who wants to talk to me that couldn't come down here and uh, celebrate this with us? Hello? Dirty old dog. You. Tell me you hear me loud and clear because I have something... I don't make deals with terrorists. You don't make deals? Well, how about a deal that you won't unable to remove because it is such an insanely powerful and important deal, Lucky? Sign like children. Never mind them. Those are just children or hostages or <laughs> maybe a bit of both. Mostly the hostage part, of course. <laughs> Listen here, Lucky. You are going to retire. You do hear me, uh -oh. You're going to hang up your cape, or I'll, I swear on my whistle, I will spoil the fence with Endgame for you. <laughs> you wouldn't dare, ref. <laughs> oh, it's the ref. You fiend, you can. I will find oh. you. I will tear this I world apart until I find you. Ref. Ref! Uh-oh. Sorry, yes. folks. I gotta get going. Yes? Is that your pleading? 
you're not going to spoil Endgame for anyone. I'll work my way slowly back to the little things. Dare me to lucky, and you're ruined. You're, and everyone who cares about it, I will never have the emotional response that you would have had I not spoiled it. Listen here, Pinocchio. I'm coming to get you. And that nose of yours is going to get a whole lot shorter. You've been warned. Gotta go, folks. So, I have no idea if that, if that, if that picked up or not, but that was an interesting performance. And you got the applause from the audience. Very nice to yeah, it was It was something a little impromptu, I guess. But Not, only, not only do we have Rich here, but we had an appearance by Lucky. And, yeah. and his arch nemesis, the ref. And a mad scientist with, uh, a, with such a deep-rooted hatred in sports that he couldn't help but manufacture all of his equipment to look like objects from, you know, baseball, football, volleyball, curling. He's got curling weapons. I just haven't figured out what they are yet. But, but, but he does have weapons pertaining to curling. Those of you who don't know what curling is, uh, go, go on YouTube. And, and look up stuff from the 96 Olympics. It's, oh, it's mystifying. Or go to your local, local library. library. And look up for... It's, it's, a, it's a, the internet, but 3D. That's so come into curling, curling is when you, you throw an iced teapot down the ice and sweep so it could go far. Correct, yes. yes. Sweep in front of it so it could go far. That's what. So, Might need sugar. So you, you have something here also. Your little stuffed animal. Yes. Of Lucky. How did, how did you go about getting all this stuff? So it's, it's crazy to me that you have webcomic, physical comic, mm -hmm. board game, yes. stuffed animal. Well, the stuffed animal isn't for sale. He's basically just Why is it not for sale? Well, because... Uh, Manny... Have you sigh? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm very, very, very poor. Hey, but I you're mean, rich with ideas. I am, I am very rich with ideas. And your it's name just, is rich. So my, name, my name is rich, but uh, don't let that fool you. <laughs> so the, 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 the book, is it the book. a monthly, bi-monthly? Quarterly. Quarterly. But it is going bi-monthly next year. Nice. Yep. And how do you, how do you decide that? I based it on how late I want to stay up at night. <laughs> because last year I did an eight-week story strip, and that was sandwiched in between Lucky Zilla numbers eight and nine. So I decided to do this thing as an eight-week story strip, and I was hating myself throughout the process. Everything turned out great, but at the same time, I was spending very late hours doing that. I wasn't paying attention to other things that I could have been paying attention to. And I missed out on a few things here and there. But overall, you know, I mean, I got fans around the world. I've got fans at conventions. I've got fans sitting here in this room. Yeah! Woo! Exactly. Exactly. These guys get it. <laughs> These guys get it. It's it's a it's a labor of love, and even though, I, I mean, what I what I lack in sales, I think I more than make up for in you know what I deliver. Not trying to toot my own horn, but uh, you know, 
I mean, of course, the Newsday thing happened, and about 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 the Newsday famous about the Newsday thing. They told me they were going to, um, you know, feature him on the cover. I thought that it was going to be part of a collage with other people's work. I had no idea they meant the whole cover. That's right. Uh, yeah. he, he's on the cover of uh, yeah. Newsday, so good job with that. And then I run into Pete Vasquez of Fat Guy Inc. at the show, and he's like, Hey, everybody, welcome to the Rich Dresden Comic Book Expo. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> Get Newsday your free Day Twizzlers on the, uh, on the way out. So, so um, yeah. you mentioned fans, and so we have some here in our live studio audience. Yes. Yeah! Hello, fans. You are nice enough to give away a prize. For someone in the audience. And what is that prize? That prize is Luckyzilla number seven, in which I tell the origin of Luckyzilla, how Bruce Deodato nice. came from nowhere, Give came from the deepest depths of depression to become the mighty Luckyzilla. I got, I'm not going to lie to you. They just took that away from me, and I'm not happy about <laughs> it. So why don't you stick your hand in there? Does everybody have their ticket ready? Here we go. Let's see who. I'm thinking wins. of a number from. I can't even fit my hand in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So the winner. You can't read it. All oh, right, I got it. Okay. Got it. Oh, you got it? Okay. Can you read it? I, can I, read. I can read it. All right. So who's the winner? The number is four, three, four, three, seven, seven, one, one, six, six, five, five. Oh! And we got a winner over there. You know what's funny? The, audi the audience is I, actually I, happy this time. I am so jealous happy. that you're getting this book. The audience is actually happy this time, because usually the audience is not happy when someone else wins. But you did win, so Don't congratulations. Be bad sport. Not only you're getting the book, you're getting it autographed. It is autographed. Look at that. Wait, he's getting up. Why is he getting up? I'm oh, getting up because... He's doing something else. Oh, yeah, I got oh, okay. oh, 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 a... Oh, he got a bag. He got a bag. Look at that. He got a bag. But that's 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 going high end right there. So good job. So yeah, well, congratulations to that. You got to put it in the They bank, charge so. they charge five cents for that in Suffolk. That's true. That yeah. is true. Yeah. I know. I got to. You know. So you you, like a bag? It's not helping the dolphins. I'm sorry. Congratulations. That's great. Good job. I just nice read it. Yeah. So so for people who are who are sad that they did not get your book. For where free. Can they, where can they find and and purchase this? Stuff? Where where's that social media stuff? Well, what if you else? are. If <laughs> I'm not telling you where I live, because then I might not live there very long. <laughs> well, if you're at this show right this second, you can buy them okay. in person. But you can but find listening on the on the air for those listening on the radio. You can uh, find everything Luckyzilla at luckyzilla.com. That's L-U-C-K-Y-Z-I-L-L-A dot com. So, because we have such a great live studio audience, yeah! the fine folks at the CradleCon, as a consolation prize for not winning the comic, were nice enough to give away two weekend passes to the CradleCon, which is on Saturday and Sunday, June 1st and June 2nd, at the Cradle of Aviation. Nice. So we have them right here, so thank you so much for uh, Seamus at the CradleCon and Cradle of Aviation to give away some tickets. Seamus, so Seamus. Seamus is a great guy, and that that con is great. Cradle Con is great. I mean, I mean, really, we love it. We really, really mix this up. Yeah, because so, you know what they say: when the wind blows, the cradle will rock. And Cradle Con is rocking. And you there will you be go. there, right? You I will be am going to be there. Luckyzilla, the game in tow. 
Okay, and the winner, and the winner of, of the two weekday weekend passes, two of them, Saturday and Sunday, two each. Four. Four. Three. Three. Seven. Seven. Squirrel. Squirrel. One. <laughs> One. Five. Five. Seven. Seven. One five 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 seven. The One, number five, in seven. New York. Going once. One five seven. No. Wow. It must have been that young lady with the kids, and they had to leave. So, there's a second chance now. Look at that. Yep. All right, here you and go. And it's just... All right. It's one. It's two tickets for both days. Two tickets June both days. June 1st and 2nd so at the Cradle Aviation. You get to go and you get to bring somebody. Bring a friend. Don't bring right, an enemy. Bring your brother. Don't bring That's your ridiculous. enemy. Oh, yeah. All right, what do we got? We have four. Four. Three. Three. Seven. Seven. One. One. Six. Six. Three. Three. One, six, three, one, six, three. There you go. There he goes, yo. There you go. There's some tickets to the Cradle Con. I'm going to be there, man. Just give it to someone else. <laughs> well, now they're yours, so you have the ability to give them out because they are yours. Kelly Gordon from the East Meadow Public Library. Yeah, yeah. They're yours. And, you can give away as you want. And, they're, they're yours to give away. You and want cover. Them? You give it. I, I choose. Please. Let someone else. Oh, Kelly, Kelly doesn't. Charlie, you want to? What? I asked you. You said to give both away. No. Well, it's too late now. I already oh. said it. Go ahead. Do it again. Charlie, would you like to grab? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. This is this, we go. this is great radio. <laughs> now I usually need glasses, so this could be the wrong number. <laughs> Four, three, seven. Four, three, seven. One, six. One six six. I want six. There we go. Fine. There you go. Go. Yeah. Take those tickets. Go to the convention and be wonderful. Take those tickets. It's a great enjoy. convention. Yeah. You'll love it. That's all of them. All and, of them. You and get Mom two. says you can bring a friend. Yes. Please don't bring enemies. Don't bring any enemies. Yes. Yeah. So. All right. Are they allowed Charlie, to bring you dogs? But you got I'm more? Good. You got a question? I'm good. I didn't say. Anything. Oh, I thought you were ready to jump in uh, with a question for Rich. No. Okay. I'm good. Okay. So. You're going to be at the Cradle Con. I am going to be at the Cradle Con. Yay. It's going to be fun. Why don't you explain to the audience the, the process of being at a table and selling your own stuff and working your butt off to try and make this a success and a, and a living out of it. I mean, people. We've, uh, one of the things we talk about on the show is that people don't do it for the money. Right. Mm -hmm. They do it for the passion. So why don't you uh, share that? Little little story about how it's all about, or is it? Yeah, about passion. No, no, yeah, I, I was just waiting for you to finish. Yeah, I mean, my the first convention that, sorry, I I can't, I, I'm I'm afraid of um, of dirtying the mic. But anyways, um, the first convention I did was Eternal Con back in 2016, and I have to say it was one of the greatest learning experiences of my life. I wanted to be prepared, I didn't want to run out of anything, and I only sold 13 comics and one stupid poster. So it was kind of a letdown, but it was also, you know, something that, that kind of taught me, hey, you could complain about the sales you didn't make, or praise yourself for the ones that you did make. So ever since that point, I was just like, hey, you're going to go in there and you're either going to sell things or you're not. But 
what you're really selling above anything else is Luckyzilla. You're selling yourself, you're selling your work, you know, you're basically, you know, um, taking what you have that you've worked <laughs> nearly a quarter of a century on and are like, hey guys, come into my sandbox and play. So I, I, I think I really started hitting the ground running at, um, at uh, Undiscovered Realm and uh, Kids Comic Con in the Bronx in the earlier part of 2017. Since then, I've created um, 10 more issues of Luckyzilla, an 11th one to follow, and little trinkets, promotional items, just to try to, you know, grab people's attention. Like the, the first convention I did, I came prepared with decks of Luckyzilla-themed playing cards, which featured characters from the, uh, the strip, as well as Luckyzilla Frisbees, which I bought at Party City, and uh, basically stuck round labels on, and an added uh, an added attraction as of this past year was adding a Lucky Zilla paper airplane, which I called the kind of sort of flying toy. But you also had the uh, the candy. I remember you had the candy. Yes, Lucky Zilla Spark Pops, available in three delicious flavors: original black cherry. Razzle dazzle blue rizzle and overclocked orange. So the the question is right here, how yes. do you manage to do all I mean, you gotta think some people can barely make one issue, can barely do one comic. You're doing all this stuff and you have a merchandising machine basically, because you have Frisbee. Paper I do? You have your own game. You have more than one comic. You have a web yes. a web series. Like so so what else is there for, for you well, to do? Well let's put it this way, before you answer that. Yes. Um, I just read a book by two people, and the book sucked. You're one person, and you're putting out amazing stuff. You're a thousand things you're putting out, and it's beautiful. How do you answer to that? By setting reasonable deadlines and never missing any of them. Because if a deadline's reasonable, you will always make it. There you go. Words to live by. So we have about five minutes left. We do? Yes. Oh. So why don't you explain what do you do in the game so people can know what they're getting into when they buy it. Oh, and, and how much is it, by the way? The game is going to retail for $25. $25? Yep. That's like one movie ticket. A deal. <laughs> uh, it, two movie tickets, depending on where you go. And if you're not seeing it in IMAX or 3D. I'm sorry. I'm microphone again. I should know this. Um, but basically, you play as one of the four characters in the Luckyzilla strip, and you also get to play as Lucky if you land on his space. And it is up to you and your friends and their friends to go around the board and roll as high as you can on the dice, draw cards, try to avoid capture, and have Luckyzilla beat all four of these evil villains. And whoever scores the most points wins. You will be fighting against the likes of Royal Flush, as I mentioned, a giant alien toilet monster who is the emperor of the planet Poopiter, which is right behind Jupiter. And what is Jupiter made out of? It's made out of gas, so you figure that one out. You have Quackery, who is a three-eyed platypus monster who goes around stealing people's identities. Yeah, I mean, if you bank with Chase, your account is as good as zero. Then there's the wicked sorceress Hellhound, 
She originally crafted the Medal of Life, which grants Bruce Deodato the powers of Lucky Zilla. And she wants them back. Then, of course, there's the ref, who I already explained, and uh, we heard from him a few moments ago. Yeah, he's probably the reason why Dolan won't sell the Knicks. So we have now, we have about three minutes left. We do? Yes, we do. Oh. So we're going to do final thoughts. So what final uh, charm of wisdom can you give out there to our live studio audience, as well as people listening on the radio when this airs? Happiness is a tap dancing kangaroo in a top hat. <laughs> Charlie, do you, Charlie, do you have any final thoughts? <laughs> On this show, yes, I hope it's not my real final thought, but okay. for this show, it's, uh, I just didn't know what Rich was about when he walked in. I became a huge Lucky Zilla fan at this show. I read the book, and I'm an amazing fan. You guys got to go on his website. You got to see his products. And Rich, I don't think you have enough to do. I think you should rent a warehouse, get all yes. characters to play the villains, and do a Lucky Zilla game live, like a laser tag thing, where all these kids could come in and compete live against these villains. I don't think you have enough uh, to do, so let's get that done. Well, Dresden Draws, my uh, my live series, I do birthday parties for that. So that's something oh, there you that's go. something to work in a little down the line. Let's hear it for the yeah. for Come on. Anyway, great stuff. Uh, Thank check you. this guy out. He's amazing. Thank so, you so, so my final thought is this. Once again, as I always like to say on the show, we love independent guys. We love the little guys, and I've known you for quite some time, and it's yeah. really cool seeing the progression from where you started to where you're at right now. Uh, much continued success, as always. Many thanks. Um, make sure you guys, well, thanks for coming down here, by the way. Oh, thank you for having me on uh, here. Make I, sure everybody yeah. goes to luckyzilla.com, mm -hmm. get the game, try out the game. The game was fun. I have to say, I played it. It was, it was entertaining. I was entertained. Um, Thank you so much for coming. Really, and thank really you. Do. Thank you for having me. I appreciate so, all the praise. And, uh, you know, you've followed me from my very beginning. I've learned a lot just from being around you. So, yeah. Let's hear it for Rich, everybody. So that about does it for this week on It Came From The Radio. Join us right here and every week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough. go to our website, www.itcamefromtheradio.com. Listen to your archives with you up in a week or so. Uh, you can check us out on all the social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, we're on Beyond the Dawn Studios every Thursday, 4 o'clock p.m., EST. Um, also, on many different podcast places, such as Overcast, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, Breaker, or Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, Soundcast, Acast, CastBot, or TuneIn. Huh. Um, if you guys want to come down for the next live show, it will be on the 12th, am I saying? Yes, the 12th of June at the East Metal Public Library. I want to thank Kelly Gordon and the East Metal Public Library yeah, we love for having us down Metal here. And I want to thank the live studio audience for coming down. Live studio audience, give yourselves an applause. Um, we're going to have an thank author, you, Roland Alnack. He'll be here and we'll be giving away uh, tickets to the Eternal Con and he'll be giving away a copy of his book. So if you guys enjoyed what you're hearing here, 
yep. come on down next month. We really appreciate it. And that's it. So we will see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast. <laughs>